It's time now for today's edition of Community Conversations. It's the interview program in which we dialogue with voices from the Omaha community. And here's your host for Community Conversations. Let's welcome Cammie Carlisle. Hi, Ryan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Community Conversations. Today, we have Mark Bolger, the president of the American Council of the Blind in Nebraska, live in the studio with us. Mark, welcome. Well, thank you, Cammie. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Absolutely. So I know that we have a big conference coming up here in Omaha, which is very exciting. But before we get to that, let's talk a little bit of history. So tell us a little bit about yourself and where you grew up and how you came to be the president of the American Council of the Blind. Well, very good. Well, I, I'm just, I'll give you a little timeline. I'm 61 years old. I was born and raised in southeast Iowa on a small farm uh, about 15 miles south of Iowa City. Uh, went to a small uh, high school. Um, then I decided I wanted to become a teacher, so I went to the University of Northern Iowa to become an industrial arts teacher. Oh. Got out of school. There were no jobs for industrial arts teachers, you know, 40 years ago. So mm-hmm. then I thought, well, I'll go to go to graduate school and become a vocational uh, teacher for special needs population. Mm-hmm. Took a part-time job at a meatpacking plant as a draftsman and... Nine months later, I got promoted, and, uh, and I never looked back at teaching. Or, ah, so okay. I, but I found out, you know, if you can work with people and you have some technical understanding, you can, you can do okay. And I, over my career, I, we got trans. My wife and I, 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 I want to talk about my wife and my daughter. My, my wife, I, I was married 34 years. Unfortunately, my wife passed away a, a couple months ago, so mm-hmm. I'm still kind of going through that grief. Sure, uh, very sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, you know, I thought, I thought going blind was difficult, but boy, I would say this tops that. I'm so, sure. you know, for those people that are blind, you know, you get through it. And mm-hmm. even I'm I'm praying I'll get through the uh, loss of my wife. But I, I, I was married for 34 years to a wonderful woman. Uh, we have one child, Amanda, who's now 25 years old. Uh, just what a blessing to have her with me. But my wife and I, we over the course of my career, we moved, I think, seven times yeah. in, uh, in six different states and got to see a lot of different things in uh, – just love problem solving, you know, and uh, that's kind of how we ended up back in Omaha about 15 years ago. My wife had traveled all over the world, country for, with me, uh, with my job, and she's from Omaha. She, uh-huh. went to North, okay. she went to Northwest Omaha, class of 77. Oh, right. And uh, uh, I asked her, I said, "What? where do you want to live? Because mm-hmm. she followed me and... Uh, so that's how we ended up back in Omaha, and um, about th- that was shortly after I, I became visually impaired and was losing my vision and no longer able to work. So came to Omaha and just uh, just just met some other blind folks, and I I saw that there was value in being around other blind folks, and uh, then I always like to say blind. I didn't choose blindness; it chose me, and. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'm, with my pro- project engineering background, I, I saw there were some ways I could help out. Sure. So that's kind of where I am today. All right. So now you're the president, right? Yeah. So I, how's that? What I mean, tell us about that role a little bit. Yeah. You know, um, 
I'm with the American Council of Blind. There, there are we're like blind people are like uh, anybody. We have we like choices, and uh, you know whether you're a blind Democrat or a blind Republican, you're you're still a blind person. Mm-hmm. But we have uh, two two consumer group organizations. I I checked them both out, and I just uh, ended up sticking with the American Council of Blind and. Uh, I, I like both groups. They both play an important role. Um, uh, just started getting involved, and uh, and you know the kind of how advocacy works and nonprofit works. You know, the more you're willing to do, the more they're willing to use you. And uh, uh, that's the truth. And that's kind of a couple of years ago, I became state president and uh, thoroughly enjoy it. You know, it's um, it's. You know, you don't have to belong to an organization to, you know, speak speak to what's relevant in sure. the community. But sometimes, you know, you can say, "Well, I'm I'm with uh, the American Council Blind. We're a consumer group that's you know got over you know ten thousand members nationally and so many in the state." Mm-hmm. And uh, and sometimes that gives you a little more more speaking power to address the issues, and it also kind of keeps you on track because you know. I'm just not out there speaking for myself. Uh, you know, I'm I'm speaking with a lot of other like-minded people that we uh, we we want independence, we want opportunity, we want uh, equality, we want jobs, mm-hmm. and what, what what we want most is just a chance. You sure, know? and so absolutely, and that's I I've been a believer in you know I'm I'm not the voice of the blind. I'm just a, a voice in the blind, and then. Uh, I really enjoy helping other people find their own voice so that they can be their own advocates for their own circumstances. So that's, Absolutely. So that's kind of where I'm at, and I, I just love to see other people call me and say, Hey, Mark, I had a problem with a street crossing. The light was too fast, and I called that number you call, told me about for the city engineer, and he came out, and we changed the, the t- timing so I can cross the street now safety, safely. And, and I'll say, You did it because – you're the one that recognized the problem, and you're the one that they talked to, and now you're not just helping yourself. You're helping other people, too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I never even thought about that, about crossing the cross lights, and that's amazing. You're right, and that's an easy thing. Well, I don't know if it was easy for this person well, to get you, that done. It, you know what? It was her story. Like the, the, Two days ago, I was taking a walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were on Center Street, and, you know, I'm, I'm blind. My friend with, with with me was blind, and... I'm walking on this sidewalk in a well-traveled area, and it's not in very good shape. So I thought a lot of people probably think that, but who's going to do something? Right. I know what to do. So I'm going to be talking to the people that govern sidewalks, which is uh, usually it's a combination between the city and the, and, the, and the property owners, and it needs to be fixed. And that won't just be good for Mark and his friend. It'll help a lot of other people be safe. Yeah, you're absolutely and, right. And sometimes that's just how it works. Yep. Uh, I, I like to think that uh, as a consumer advocate, I, I don't just speak for myself. Whatever problems I'm experiencing, I know there's other people. Right. And when 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 I when I speak, you know, I'm 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 kind of helping other people. And we have I, I learned that in business because we used to have a saying. I worked in the meat industry. If we got one complaint mm-hmm. about a product or something, how many others were there that also had that problem? 
but didn't know how to complain or they right. didn't take the time. And you know what they did? A lot of times they just quit buying our product, ah. and that's not good. Right. So maybe there's people that aren't going to walk on that sidewalk anymore and do business at that place because of that sidewalk or that street crossing. So, right. So in regards to advocacy, besides things like that, do you work with the local legislative uh, folks down in Lincoln? Yes. Uh, yes, we do. Um, we're, you know, the whole legislative process is, you know, most people don't understand it because they never dealt with it. They right. trust a few people that do know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, when you be, the best way to get involved in legislation is, is to address an issue that's near and dear to you. Right. And that's how it works. But do I, I work with legislators? Yeah. You know, it. Uh, what I like to do because we have a statewide organization, uh, I like to say uh, – the, the whole process usually begins with your own elected representative. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you call your elected representative, they're always going to be interested in talking to their constituents. Right. But if I call another elected representative that represents somebody else, he may or may not give me the time of day. But right. if I have a friend that's in his district or her district, they'll listen to him him or her. Yeah. So that's kind of how the process works. I know uh, – uh, if, if the blind are ever introducing a bill, a couple of years ago we wanted to um, increase increase state funding for older blind people. Mm-hmm. And I contacted every person I knew that lived in a different voting district and said, hey, you know, talk, call your state senator and talk to him about this. And for sure, anybody that was on the committee that w- was going to hear, hear the bill for the first time, we really – uh, did what we could to, mm-hmm. to get in their ear because uh, they elected representatives. They're not experts on everything, but they do want to listen to their constituents. Mm-hmm. And so when you get constituents involved, and, and I'll just call and tell them what's going on. First of all, I want them, the, the people that are in my, in my state organization, to know what the issue is. Right. And then hopefully they're going to agree with it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't ask them to say something they don't believe. Right. But then once they understand the issue, then they call their rep- elected representative. And, you know, if you flood, uh, if you flood the uh, state legislature with, uh, you know, people that are engaged in uh, voting and mm-hmm. understand the issues, they're going to be more likely to listen to us. And then the second thing that we do, whenever there's a, a hearing we show up in yep. person and you know they let us know we let them know that hey we are concerned it's not just one or two people it might be 30 or 40 people you're right and then then they they realize how important it is and then we give them personal testimonies that says you know this you know i'm blind i'm trying to live independently but i i i don't i don't feel safe i i i can't I can't run my TV. I can't, you know, mm-hmm. I can't read my mail. And then we'll say, well, if if we can help you stay independent and we have someone come in and show you how to run your TV and then maybe we get you some tech, technology to help read your mail, you can you can stay independent. And right. that's a heck of a lot better than being stuck in a nursing home. So, right. you know, it's like an investment. So when we can get the, the state to invest in some mm-hmm. support services, and by the way, I'm going to do my plug for the Nebraska Commission for Blind and Visually Impaired. Here in Nebraska, we're fortunate to have a very, very, very consumer-friendly uh, commission for the blind that helps blind people be independent and, mm-hmm. and re- reach and achieve their goals. Right. So uh, uh, part of what I do... Um, 
every week is I'll get a call. Someone says, "Hey, I'm I'm new to blindness, this or that. I I need help, and I will I will make a referral, or I'll give them the number and say you need to call the Nebraska Commission for the Blind and get connected with them. Then I'll also mention Radio Talking Book and say, "Hey, great, thank you. You know, Radio Talking Book is a great service for someone that's visually impaired, like like you, the listener, and mm-hmm. uh, and you know if you." It, I'll just encourage you if you if you're having a problem as a blind person, you know you're not the only one usually. So reach out to other people, listen to radio, talking book, and just you know go to different things, listen to other things, and there there are better ways out there. I I learn stuff every day, and I've been blind for 25 years. Right, so. I'm sure things are constantly evolving, and I hope for the better. What do you think is the biggest challenge right now facing blind people? Okay, well. You know, keeping up with technology is a mm-hmm, challenge. Sure. There's been no better time to be uh, a blind person. Technology is uh, is very accessible and it's getting more accessible, but you got to know how to use it. Right. You know, I can't just give you a, an iPhone and say, here, Sally, you know, you use this and your life will be re- better. You, you need to get some training. Mm-hmm. And you need, uh, maybe you need a little help buying that first item, but... Access to information and technology is important. I would also say that transportation is always a challenge, you know, for people uh, being able to get to and from where you want to go safely, affordably, efficiently, and, um, you know, um, uh, that's just a challenge. And I will say what we have learned in the last two years with the pandemic Mm A lot of people are working from home because of whatever reason. Right. Well, blind people can work from home, right? And then we don't have some of those transportation issues. Exactly. We don't experience some of those, you know, I don't trust this person because they're blind because they don't know you're blind. You're at home now. You're you're working from your phone, your computer, and you have as as much access to information as they do. And so uh, I really believe that uh, the blessing out of the whole pandemic thing is is more people are able to – to, to work or participate in different things that right. they couldn't before. You're right. Now, that being said, we still want you out there, you know, being active participants in society. It's it's good to know that you can do that from the safety of your own home, but we need you out there, you know, being yeah. independent and Absolutely. Be, living life just like everybody else. So don't, don't let fear prevent you from acting uh, independently and and responsibly and enjoying life just like everybody else. Exactly. Speaking of the pandemic, so there's always a conference every year ACB has, right? And I don't think you guys have had it since 2020. Well, we've had it uh, the last two years. Oh, you did? Virtually. Oh, that's right. So I have a feeling everybody's going to be showing up. Now, it's still virtual this year, but it's also in person here in Omaha. So that's super cool. Well, I'll tell you what we learned last year because of, you know, cost prohibitive things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people just aren't able physically to travel. Right. Our, our greatest attended conference was last year virtually. Nice. Now, this year, we're, we're, we're going to have what's called a hybrid okay. conference. It's the American Council, Council of the Blind National Conference. It's going to be here in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, it's going to start – well, it actually started virtually already on oh, Wednesday night oh, with okay. a grand opening ceremony. But it's going to be here uh, – the activities start start happening here in person on uh, 
Friday, uh, July 1st. We're going to have a Welcome to Omaha party. All right. uh, I've been serving on the Hopes Committee for almost a year, and we're getting ready to welcome as many people as we can to Omaha. And uh, I haven't heard the final numbers, but I I think we're going to have maybe – Maybe six or eight hundred people come here in person, and then probably a couple thousand more participating virtually. But nice, it's a great opportunity if you can come in person. Come, uh, it's going to be at the uh, the the Hilton on uh, it's like one zero zero one Cass Street, mm-hmm. right right down the. It's connected to the CHI Center, right? Okay, yeah. And you know, if you want to participate, you can. Uh, just show up, and there's registration on site. Is there a cost? Yeah, there is a cost. Okay. Yeah, you, uh, it's kind of like uh, the, the way it's set up is uh, they have what they call general session every morning from like 8.30 to 12. Mm-hmm. And everybody comes in the same exhibit area or the same meeting room, and it's going to be at the CHI. Okay. And you hear a variety of topics that are important to blind people. And then when you register, you I, I think it's like thirty five dollars in advance and maybe fifty at the door. Okay. But you'll have access to, to the general session, and they have a lot of free free workshops in the afternoon and different things. And then the also we also have an exhibit hall where there are going to be vendors from all over the world and with with technology services and support. For blind people, and if you can, if you can't do anything else, come and go to the exhibit hall and look at the exhibits, and you're going to see some technology that you never knew existed. You're going to hear about some services that you never dreamt were available here in Omaha, here Mm -hmm. in Nebraska. That's right. I know Radio Talking is going to be there some way, somehow. We'll be there. Yeah, I'm going to be there. We're going to have a booth there. So if you well, I'd like to meet you and tell you a little bit more about how you can get connected with my group. But, uh, you know, there's just some neat technology. I know the last time I went, there was just this neat thing. I, I'm an engineer, so I thought I knew everything about blindness. But this gal had a necklace on, and, and I thought, what what is that thing? And, it you know, it vibrates when you get close to a wall, so you don't run oh. into a wall. So, you know, <laughs> well, that's, that's probably cool. something I should be wearing because I run into walls <laughs> once in a while. That's Especially awesome. when I don't have a cane, but I right? should have my cane. But uh, Well, I run into walls too, but yeah. that's a whole other story. Yeah. But um, So I was on a call for the exhibit hall people, yeah. and you're right. There's all kinds of cool booths. One of them was in regards to accessible currency, which I, you know, again, I'd never thought about that. How do you know what bill? And so this is through the government, right? Yeah. Well, that's a, uh, there's a little story here. Okay. Uh, American Council Blind, probably 15 years ago, filed a suit in federal court saying, hey, we're probably the only country in the world that doesn't have accessible currency. Mm-hmm. And, you know, other states, they have, like, different size. You know how we have different size coins? Sure. And you can feel them and tell that this right. is a dime, a penny, a quarter, silver dollar. Well, their bills are the same way. And our, all our bills are the same. Mm-hmm. So we filed a, a lawsuit, and uh, we won. They said, oh, we're going to make wow. our, our, our currency accessible. Well, you know, things take time. I yep. will say what has happened 
you know, now at least uh, the $5 bill and the $100 bill and things, they are more large prints. So you at least people with low oh. vision can notice that better. Okay. And we're still working on the uh, the bills and whether it's going to be tactile or it's going to be uh, maybe there'll be some holes in there. There'll be different sizes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of the complicated thing is, is what about vending machines? You know, what about sure. all the old money? So it's taken mm-hmm. time. but. We are working on it now. Now the government does offer a bill reader if you're if you're blind, and I guarantee if you come to the show, there'll be a booth that says, "Hey, are you blind? Do you have do you have a uh, a money reader?" And they will give you one because oh, you're cool. blind, so you can you can put your little bill your bill on this money reader, and it'll tell you whether it's a five or a ten or whatever. So you'll be able to pick one of those up uh, real soon, and then. Uh, You'll just hear a lot of different things about those are things that the American Council of the Blind does. We work on things that maybe it just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. It take it takes a group to work with legislators or companies and yep. uh, like we do a lot of work. Uh, the American Council of the Blind does a lot of work with like uh, companies for their websites. You know, you can't. You know, websites are either accessible or they're not, and right. it just doesn't happen. That's one of the things the American Council of Blind has done very well. They work with different different organizations, different companies to make sure that the websites are accessible. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say another plug. If sure. you haven't if you haven't jumped into the technology world, what are you waiting for? Whether you're 75, 85, jump in. Learn what you can because once you're in there, you'll never look back. So, right. And I'll tell you, there are support and services out there to help you. So, uh, again, the Nebraska Commission for Blind and Visually Impaired, uh, you know, the American Council of Blind in Nebraska will point you in different directions. And so, you know, don't just – don't be afraid of technology because it's here to stay and uh, – you know, once you're in there, you'll never look back. Right. So, yeah, Ryan's telling me all the time how much many more things are accessible. I gave him a, uh, oh, what do you call those, air fryer, and it didn't have any buttons. He's yeah. like, I can use it. It's accessible. I'm like, great. Yeah. That's amazing, and I love it. Yeah, and, and you know what? We have a saying. I have a saying. What's good for the blind is good for other people. And Absolutely. most people, all people, because yes. – like, we were the ones that invented, like, uh, voice-to-text and text-to-voice. Now, like, 70% of all books are, uh, are re- listened to, not read visually. Yep. Yep. You know, uh-huh. we, we invented, uh, you know, the, the value of having service animals. Now there's all kinds of different kinds of, not just seeing eye guide, guide dogs, but there's, you know, comfort animals of all kinds of different sure. things. Uh, and. Uh, a lot of the a lot of things that the blind really developed, not because we thought it was a great idea, but because it was it was something we needed. Right. And then, if it's good for the blind, other people use it too. So you're right. So I'm going to put a plug again. If you can come to the CHI exhibit hall from July 2nd to I think it's July 6th, come. You know, if you don't. Is know the a, hours. I'm going to give you my. Yeah. I'm going to give you the number for the uh, American Council of the Blind of Nebraska, and if you call this number, uh, we'll be able to give you more specifics and help you. But if you call five three one three zero one two five, excuse me, two six five six. I'm going to repeat that. Okay. Five three one three zero one two six five six. Call them. We'll help you. I mean, we. That's what we want to do. We want to. Help you uh, help yourselves, and uh, you know if you can find someone to bring you, uh, or 
or you just show up. We're going to have a lot of volunteers there. If you can get near the door, there'll be some volunteers <laughs> to help you. And because we're, we're having volunteers come all come in from all over the country to help blind people help themselves and find their ways. Now, so. is there a charge to get into the exhibit hall? Now, the exhibit hall, I don't think there's a charge for the exhibit hall. You can call this number, but uh, I know if you want to go to the uh, like the general session and mm-hmm. some of the um, some of the other things that you're gonna. When you when you register, they give you like a uh, name tag, okay, and that's what cues people in on that um, you know you've registered and you have access. But I don't believe the exhibit hall is is there's a charge for that. But uh, call that five three one number and uh, okay, double check and uh, and ask for other things too. I know. Uh, if you're if you're blind and you use the share fare program, mm-hmm. we also have an arrangement where they're going to help uh, reimburse up to fifty dollars of your transportation costs to get there. That is awesome. So save your receipts if you take a, uh, take a cab or your your receipts from Uber and Lyft and send it to share fare and they'll reimburse up to fifty bucks. So. Excellent. So we got about five minutes left. Yes, so let's talk a little bit more about the conference. So we've got the exhibit hall. What are some of the workshops and some of the the things that will be offered yeah. during that time? Well good very good question. Boy time flies. I know. Uh, <laughs> especially when you talk as much as I do. But you know what they have what's unique I think to the American Council of Blind is they have something for everybody because what they do is they have what they call affiliate organizations mm-hmm. where let's say you're uh, a guide dog user. Well, they have a group for guide dog users. Let's say you are low vision. They have a group for low vision. Then they will have all kinds of different programming that's just specifically for you. Let's say you're really into technology. You know, They have a technology group and they'll have speakers. They'll have exhibits. They'll have uh, all kinds of stuff that has to do with that they'll have they might have lunch lunches they might have dinner speakers they mm-hmm. might have quiz night uh, you know if you're a vendor for Randolph Shepard they have all kinds of stuff um, um, uh, that talk about low vision technology if you're if you're a uh, diabetic boy they got all kinds of good help to help you uh, live life as a blind diabetic so much better um, uh, you get to meet other people that are not only blind but they also share some other things with you sure. so you can find out that if you're a social worker if you're a lawyer they have different types of support group if you're a mother you know um, right but there's all kinds of different things that you if you can just come check out that there when you register you're going to get a big directory it's going to have just probably 100 pages and of different things that you can participate in some some are free and some of them there's a charge especially if there's a luncheon or they have to hire somebody to uh, you know pay for travel for right. someone to come in but um and then the other neat thing that they really do that a lot of people enjoy is they have tours from in Omaha. Like I saw that. Yeah, like I'm going to take a riverboat cruise down Missouri and have dinner. Right? Oh, that sounds fun. So you know, I'm going to do that. I'm going to I'm going to get a bus ride over to the casino, Horseshoe Casino, and good luck, and gamble there, <laughs> and um, 
you know, then there's a they have a, com- a comedy night. I'm going to go see a, a a comedian talk, and so there's it's just it there's a lot of good information about being blindness, and then there's also just a lot of good things to have good fun. And I saw the list of everything, and I was like, holy moly! Yeah. There's so much that you all are offering. I mean, I've been to a lot of conventions, mm-hmm. and I got to tell you, I <laughs> this thing is so stacked yeah. with things to do. You will definitely be kept busy, entertained, informed. Now, if somebody wanted to look this up online where do they find the information i would just call that 531-301-2656 i want to just spend a couple minutes about if you're not able to come in person yeah you can listen to it on acb radio and acb radio is a lot like uh radio talking book it's it's on the internet or you can call it over the phone if you want to listen to acb radio you know there is a it's a long distance call but you can call 641-741-0801, and they'll have several channels of uh, programming going on. And that the radio programming will probably start about 8 o'clock in the morning, and it'll go to late at night. And once you call this number, you, you can listen to uh, a number of different different things that are available. So, And ACB Radio is on all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. not just for the conference, but if you haven't checked out ACB Radio, call 641-741-0801 or, or call us or go on the Internet and type in ACB Radio or ACB National Conference Omaha, and it's all on there. And uh, But, um, yeah, if you if you can't come in person, at least try to listen in and uh, – you know, you're going to learn things that you don't know, right? And that, and those things that you don't know could could, pens- could could potentially help you or change your life yourself. completely, yeah, right? And yeah, and that's what it's all about: make you more independent, make you more productive, help you follow whatever dreams you have. Excellent. Well, Mark, we're almost out of time, so I just want to say again, this all starts next Friday, July 1st, and it's at the Hilton downtown at 10th and Cass, and everything will be happening there and at the CHI Center, correct? Absolutely. All right, and one more time with the number to call to get signed up or more information. Yeah, for more information, just call our our ACB uh, Nebraska phone, 531-301. Two six five six. I'm also going to give you that ACB radio sure. thing, and just check it out. They have all kinds of programming. It's tailored. it's kind of like Radio Talking Book, but not quite so Nebraska specific. Right. And it's that number six four one seven four one zero. You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. It's the interview program that brings you voices from the Omaha community. The Radio Talking Book Network is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of NET Radio and Television. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 46 years. Thank you for being a loyal Radio Talking Book listener and supporter.